0: Let's
1: go. Binge Town. how are we feeling today? It's your boy Dave here with Kyle, Paul, and Alki. We are going to be continuing our coverage of the better squid game, Alice in Borderland, specifically covering episodes three and four. These were two episodes Ooh. that really hit home for me. I just felt like we were really transported back into that season one vibe and mentality. It was it was just so good getting a, a very... Uh, hearts game specifically. I think this was probably personally... The best game that we've been introduced to since the wins with the witch hunt game. And anytime we get a Chishia-based episode or episodes, you know they're gonna pop off. And that is exactly what we got in this episode. We got a lot of new characters introduced in these couple episodes, as well as some returning characters that we'll get to in the end. But I have to say personally that these two episodes were phenomenal. I absolutely love this game. It was so cool. Just Get Knowing that we could just separate the groups up a little bit and just have different perspectives and not just solely focus on Adisu Usagi, that kind of squad, that we can also venture out and just get a little bit more perspective of what other people are doing. So these episodes were amazing. I'll stop it right there and just open up the floor to what everyone else's overall thoughts were on episodes three and four.
2: I think it was a great wrap up to the King of Clubs game. Great introduction into the Jack of Hearts. Um, great conclusion to the Jack of Hearts, and then I mean the the setup for where we could go from now on is I, I don't even know the the cliffhanger at the end of four was fantastic. I mean, probably couldn't have timed it better for the podcast to get our full reactions of a returning fan favorite. Um So it's great two eps back to back.
3: Yeah, I think. The more I think about it, of what maybe my recipe for perfect Alice in Borderland episodes are, and I want to say that these both combined hit everything you could possibly want. I mean, we have Arisu pulling something out to win a game with the help of a friend who makes a sacrifice and it gets us a little emotional. And then we have Chishia who's in a hearts game and he's out thinking other people and that's like hell fucking yeah. And now we're getting introduced to more interesting new characters that are also smart and that's amazing. That's what we want. And then we're getting uh information about the world and we're getting maybe more tidbits about what the hell's actually going on. So it was I I don't think that there are any other components besides maybe like an Adisu and usagi kiss that i would ever want out of out of alice and borderline episodes so i want to say it was they were they were borderline perfect for me
0: i want a sex scene well that's baby steps baby steps. <laughs> just baby kidding. steps i'm not but uh yeah I, I, <laughs> I um i thought that three and four were great you got some hints at new information um you're back in the thick of things with the jack of hearts game it was it was in my opinion the best game of the series so far and i'm really excited with how this season is going now after these uh episodes three and four because you know like we talked about before i thought episode one was a little slow and two was obviously really fun and i just think that now we're finally cranked it to 11 and we're we're going with it
1: yeah absolutely and i episode four was definitely like the big mind fuck episode with i mean we get the film and then the returning character at the very end so there was just so much to get into so we're just going to cover it right now we're going to go we're going to start with how we open episode three which is a little bit of a water rising aka tata backstory essentially tata is just kind of a a fuck up at his job he doesn't really commit a hundred percent to his job one day while he's working at a the car mechanic shop, he jacks up a car so that his manager or someone can um, work on it with him. However, the jack slips and completely crushes the manager's hand and immediately uh, Water Rising is fired and we get a little bit of um, where he's at in the world showing that he's definitely not a perfect human being. And this kind of yeah, ties into what he, he was saying into the first episode of the podcast where people who have been... Teleported to this quote unquote world are kind of fuck up. So we're still lining up with that. And I don't know if Alki, if you want to elaborate any more on that or if you think we're still on that right
3: path. I thought that was the Dr. Paul Pacenda theorem of teleportation.
1: I thought that was Paul's idea. Well, Alki's thinking of like it's people who don't mean anything in society are the ones who are like the main ones.
0: I keep using this, uh, these two words, misfits and outcasts. I feel like everybody that's in it right now that's in borderland like just doesn't fit in they can't find their their way in society they can't kind of go with the grain the same way other people are you know and and i think that's the recurring theme you know arisu's like unemployed gamer who is a disappointment to his father his boys were disappointments um you know tata clearly can't you know function in a in a workplace environment he's clueless he's airheaded usagi's father is like in exile and shunned because of his actions and i think like a kuina is is a expressing herself but is like disowned by her family basically like there's just like that theme you know i wonder what chishi is is if if this theory is true but i think that that's the common denominator that i've been finding personally uh with all the players
1: and it still it still holds up. Everyone we've been introduced to, like you said, besides maybe Chashia, has definitely not been um, perfect, I guess, in the eyes of society.
3: Yeah, and we haven't seen Chashia's background, obviously, because we know that he's he's on the take. He's in on it. <laughs> True. But I now, well, listening to you rehash the backstory, obviously, I caught the intentional parallel between him crushing that guy's hand and him having to crush his own hand to then win us the game. And all you just kept saying Jack, Jack, Jack. And I was like, Oh my gosh, the episode, the next game is the Jack of Hearts. I don't know. That probably wasn't purposeful, but that just no. light bulb just clicked off in my head right there.
0: Okay. That's interesting. That could have just that could just be a translation thing. Like who knows if the Ooh. word for a carjack and uh and a um jack of hearts in Japanese is is the same the way it is in English, but that still is pretty a cool. Wonderful point. Still pretty and cool. Probably the correct point. Who
1: cares? <laughs> okay. I don't. But yeah, th- but to continue on, we after we get the water rising backstory, we have Naragi just being his old self. But thankfully to the rescue is Adisu, who beats the shit out of Naragi. But Naragi is going full joker here, just completely laughing in Adisu's face as he's getting wailed on and telling Adisu, pretty much that they are one and the same, which is a very common phrase. I've been now that I'm thinking about it in this in this show that a lot of these, uh, especially between like Huma and Adisu and Naragi Adisu, like they're always saying, you know, we're a lot more similar than you you think on paper, and that's kind of what the games do is that they they show you these things. And so, um, after Adisu is the man and saves uh, Usagi, he places Usagi who's passed out by the base, and then meets up with Kuma by the water. Where Arisu asked for one final handshake as the two have kind of developed a little bit of a friendship and a mutual respect for one another, which to me personally, I thought was at first, I thought it was a little, um, a little corny. too obvious. Yeah. And it just seemed like it was like Huma should have just known right away to just not accept the handshake. But for me on my second rewatch, I really thought it was more so about him passing the torch to Arisu. Like it felt like rewatching that he kind of, foresaw that Arisu might have a plan to beat him and why he was so even after the handshake happens like he's just he doesn't even try to go back to the base or do anything he kind of just willingly commits to the final two minutes of being alive and then just has the 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 boss the the boss going out party but uh, I don't much, know that was just personally me as much as I
3: like Kuma as a character uh, I like Arisu more so I want it to be that Arisu actually got one up on him and that he didn't let Arisu win Because he does end up, he is shocked, I guess, by the levels that they were willing to go to, to win, which the level being, we find out that Adisu smashes Tata's hand slash wrist in a shipping container and just gruesomely Tata pops that thing off, which was awful to watch. It was not fun to watch, Um, but honestly, hand to chest, heart, whatever you want to, I guess, call it the right way. And I'm going to be vulnerable since we're all friends here. I, the only, uh, this is going to be bad. The only idea that I could think of of how they were actually going to win, like, obviously, Arisu wanted to shake his hand because he was confident that he had more points. And I was, what I wrote down was that his shirt was touching because he didn't have a shirt. So I'm like, that's the clue. He doesn't have a shirt. So I'm like, his shirt is touching the base. And like, it it can tell that it's Arisu's shirt. (laughs) So that he has infinite points. Because I I was like, what the fuck is going on here?
0: I, I, don't blame me there. I actually noticed. I was like, okay, he's not wearing a shirt right now. Like, Where did it go? He just took it off. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. It turns out he took it off because it was covered in blood. Yeah,
3: and it was a turn again, he... essentially, for Tata's busted yeah. wrist.
0: I have to comment on Kuma again. We kind of talked about this a little bit previously, but I understood his conversation with Arisu as kind of like a, like a warning. He's like, you know, you can hmm. take this. You know, I did this my way. You can take this information and this win and do what you want with it. Take your path to it. And Kyle, you had mentioned before how he's very like the reality is kind of like how you perceive it. It's not really what how everyone else sees it and stuff. Personally, I thought it was a pretty big rookie move of Kuma being a king of whatever king of clubs to touch his hand. I understand like in his mind, he had it in the bag like he won. I just as I'm a cautious person, you know? I would have never touched odyssey's hand.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying, too, is, like, I feel like he should have, if you wanted that handshake, you could have just waited maybe the five minutes, and then in that minute of before the laser comes down,
0: then shake his hand. Take
2: yeah, his limp, dead body. <laughs> <laughs> his hand.
0: Yeah, like um, when the time expires and just, like. There's, like, a yeah. minute between. I there is
2: definitely like, a delay. There's definitely a delay. Yeah. If that laser's coming down, I'm not being anywhere near him. Just in case. I'm not getting collateral with that shit. Um, But I totally, yeah, just, I took it as Kiuma's character. It was all about respect. And um, he even says, like, this game brought us so close (laughs) together. So he he has some level of respect for Arisu or whatever. You know, he says, oh, I was hoping to see you. I was hoping you'd come here, blah, blah, blah. So I think he just got got. And his reaction was genuine. He was like, oh, shit, you totally just pulled one over on me.
0: I think it was genuine, Um, but I think he was so naive. That's all. That's That's like just. That's all. And Dave, you wrote this down, (laughs) so you should bring it up. How, like, when, um, uh, Arisu was asking him, and he gives him this BS answer. Like, I wish we got like some more tangible information from Cuba, since he seemed to be cool. You know, he was such a like he was genuinely cool with Arisu. He respected him. I wish he gave us a little more, but that would be too easy.
2: Arisu's (laughs) acting is just that good. That's why like, he convinced <laughs> Kiyoma to shake his hand.
0: And I mean, maybe what, it plays in a little bit to his character. He seems
3: very devil may care. He is yeah. with his, he's with his boys and his gal. He's got his squad. They're happy. They're healthy. He doesn't really doesn't seem like he gives a fuck almost about anything else. Yeah, like know? he so is like, a little naive in that sense. Yeah, yeah. and that's say well, he's like honestly like. This is what's real to me. So this is all that really matters. I don't need to concern myself with the the greater meaning of whatever the hell's fucking happening around me. I'm fucking playing some games with my boys and my gal. Mm-hmm.
1: And we get an emotional send off to Kiyuma, who Adisu does admit uh, that he wishes that Kiyuma could live on with him and that they would be good friends um, even outside of this world. But that led me to th- kind of think, like, are we like we've even brought this up on the first podcast? Like, are these people even really dead? But that is a question for way later, probably a couple seasons from now. Uh, but the only real okay. answer we get out of Kiuma in the end is that they used to be players as well. So that kind of confirms everything we were saying in the first podcast. We kind of had theorized based off what we had been seeing that maybe if you win all the games, you get presented the option to become a citizen, which is what Kiuma confirms of us. Usagi. Usagi's going to switch sides. Yeah, there's there's a chance, but she doesn't. To me, she doesn't fit the bill of like those Yaba and Banda players. Like, yes, she mm-hmm. does want to live here, but she doesn't quite match the personalities of those. She's not guys.
2: evil enough. So, uh, we were kind of Wicked talking maybe. about this.
1: Wicked. Maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this a little bit, but um, the players that are still alive at this point are their like sick, twisted weirdos. Or are just really smart and know how to play the games and have respect for the games. So it makes sense that that's who becomes the citizens. If you play long enough, then you, A, you either learn to respect the game and how it brings people close even under these horrible circumstances. What it can do with uh, you know relationships with some random people. Um, or B, you're a sick, twisted person that likes killing people. Mm-hmm. Like Abs and bangs from the first episode. Anna? Anna, which I, No, Anna. Mira. Her name Mira, is Mira. Mira. Her name yeah. is Mira. Sorry. I mess, I'm messing them
0: up. Your it point, seem- I was going to say, your point bears a question again that I've been saying since last year, last season. Like, how long have some of these people been here? You know, Kuma's team has obviously been here long enough to win every game and become citizens. Like, I just, I don't think we'll ever get an answer to that, but. Uh, I think we will. You think so? I, I want, yeah.
2: I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but um, eventually we get a little video of Anne and she's talking about how time works differently here.
1: But is um, that true? But is that for like the like I-, I took that as the organisms that are there, like the plants and um animals versus then people, like the people time would still be the same, but. I don't really know how I would describe it, but it seemed like to me, I didn't take it as like the time works differently for people. It's just the objects in the world time moves differently for.
3: One thing maybe. thinking too is that if people go to this world at different time intervals, at different times, like is there not a lot of missing persons? Like when we open up episode one, Arisu, Karube, and Chotar in the quote unquote real world, at this point, are there not people that are in Borderland? playing games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They
3: like, are like, is there not like a bunch of missing persons in Japan slash Tokyo?
2: Maybe they're just all cover-ups. Like if the government's behind this game yeah. or whatever, maybe they just have ways to cover it up. Um like a crazy death accident or if it's nobody, maybe they just wipe them off the face of the yeah. map.
3: I think that's um, an interesting perspective too of what is happening in the world that they left behind. I mean the leftovers, I haven't seen it. People love that television yeah. show. That show kind of uh looks at that side of things of if all these people disappeared what would it be like for the people that were left and i'm curious if we ever get that perspective of what's going on for what they left behind
0: so i actually have um a small theory about this the and i don't okay maybe i should say let's say i'm going to save it for the video when we get through the to the, like that film that we watch okay.
1: i'm gonna save it S- sounds good and then Odyssey just has one final question whether they just asking the one that everyone wants to know is, will they get to go back or not if they win? To which Kieran replies, if that's what your intuition is saying, then maybe that's your truth. I was pissed at hearing this answer. Adisu is pissed at hearing this answer because it doesn't really answer anything. I think Kyle had said it, uh, maybe off pod, but just saying that it, it's allowing Adisu to just create his own path is what he's pretty much saying there. That he shouldn't just follow my lead. Um, that you shouldn't follow my lead, Adisu. Like you're your own person. Just create the world. Like just create your own destiny. Kind of that cheesy, cheesy feeling. But um, just doesn't really answer anything from uh, for anybody here at all. But. To move on, we get the quick death of Tata. Um, the the group buries him, and we do get a little bit of a Naragi emotion uh, here because he does thank Tata in the end for saving him, even though he is a piece of shit. He is grateful for the life that he's been given. So I think that just was an important tidbit that I wanted to bring up for Naragi because where it stands for me, like, I don't. He's, I fuck he, him. <sighs> I, I, I hope I hope yes. he never becomes, right.
3: like, quote-unquote good. I hope he always or just redeemed, stays yes. at this, like, little, like, fucking psychopath that pops in and out of the story sometimes, we're like, they roll up to a game, it's like this motherfucker again. He, I he just like, think
0: he should
2: be dead. Seven be- chances for redemption. he just didn't take one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He should just
3: be, like, like a like a super evil Team Rocket, where we just run into him every now and again, and he just, like, creates <laughs> a little chaos, and then just goes away, and then we run into him again.
1: And Naragi is blasting off again.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. I would be okay with that.
1: He also should look
0: way more fucked up than he does, but whatever.
3: You know what? I forgot to say this in this last episode, but when he took his head wrapping off, that was like the only part of his body that was like clean and like, well, like why did he have it all? <laughs> He wasn't covering anything up. His forehead was like completely unscarred. Like his hair was all still there.
0: That made me laugh. Yeah. Locked. Just that that was, I thought that was a little interesting because he got burned, right? Like his whole body was burned.
1: To me, yeah. I, I do feel like maybe i'm just a little bit crazy but and spoiled in the sense but to me it does feel like there is a little bit of drop off with like cgi and makeup a little bit and maybe i don't know if you guys have kind of felt that some of the bullets like when they're going getting fired feel oh, a little yeah. bit weird to me um but that's just not really to
3: accept important. it when they give us games like this game king of clubs was pretty good and then when they give us games like jack of hearts when they don't need to have all of that CGI, I mean the the head ex- neck exploding stuff looked real enough to me to be like, yes, okay, fuck, yes. that's crazy. But when they get into games like that, it's that's when the show fucking shines hundred percent. He just looks like he's like a fucking uh, like a like a dollar store shishio. Yeah, he is. That he- he's like has like he's like little tufts of hair like spoken through. He's like wrapped up all bandaged, but it just like doesn't
1: yeah fucking shishio Walmart like cool. brand. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: shishio might bad. be lower than that, bro. But Kyle mentioned it, the Jack of Hearts. That's where we're headed to next in the Teo prison. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the Teo prison where we get the perspective of a new character who ends up, I'll just say his name now, being Banda, who was a former serial killer from the quote unquote original world. And he has just a very calm and mysterious presence to him. The camera definitely was focusing on him uh, for a lot of this intro and definitely For us, we knew that this was that meant that he was going to be a big part in this show. But either way, he enters the prisons with or the prison with 19 other people. And one of those people being our fucking boy, Chashia. And you knew immediately that he was just going to run train through this game. There was no worries whatsoever that he was going to have any issues. And that's exactly what it was. Although the game itself was just amazing. But Chashia is just that much more amazing that it just wasn't even a a worry for him. So we're not going to. It, it was Maybe. a little bit at the end there. Maybe it
0: was. It was a little. It was a little tight. It was a little. Fifty-fifty
1: is pretty close, man. 50 <laughs> <Yeah. 50's,
0: laughs> yeah. That's pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, easier, I though. said it when I watched it with Dave and Luke. I'm like, dude, if this fucker dies right now, I'm gonna be so pissed. There's yeah. no fucking way. So we're not gonna cover.
2: Yeah, hover- I just, dude, Arisu could die before Chishia
1: dies. <laughs> get the fuck
0: out of here! Bro.
1: I love the take. I love no. the take. Uh, no way. Get- but yeah, so we're not going to cover the rules for this game as they are just so long and and there's just no point. We've all seen the episode. So the game, scar- the game starts and everyone plays it safe. They just immediately start grouping up into teams of at least two just to get someone else to confirm what the, uh, the symbol is on the back of their head. Uh, and so the first couple rounds, everyone plays it safe. They all just... they No one lies and everyone lives. But then we get our first incident with the muscle head, the meat head of the group, who is bullying his partner into telling him what his symbol is. Um, he gets shoved to the ground where Banda, the new character that we got introduced to, kind of pulls up to the victim who's on the ground and whispers in his ear to just lie to the muscle head to get him to die eventually. And this kind of sets off a chain effect of, okay, that guy just killed his partner so he must be the Jack. Let's kill him. Oh, yeah. he wasn't the Jack. That person voted to kill him. So, you know, it was just a chain yeah. of just People are just getting betrayed and not trusting. Our, our cartoonishly evil Arumi character in the in her nice little
3: blue dress while she was sucking down lollipops or sugar sticks, whatever those fucking things were. Yeah. It was just, I, I mean, I, to myself, obviously, wrote down in the beginning of who I thought the Jack would be. I thought it was going to be the nerdy guy in the tie who looked like he was running around like a little bug, like a little worm. And I wasn't feeling great about it. Like I thought it was almost too over the top in the opposite way that a was over the top. Mm-hmm. She was like, obviously very evil and wanted to kill people, but he was like the other way. And I'm like, okay, okay, not bad. And then when he finally tries to convince the other girl, once we're down to only a few people left to kill both Arumi and the other old guy, I was like, oh, hell yeah, baby. Like This is very Jack of Hearts. And then obviously he dies. And I was scrambling to find (laughs) find a new character
1: to who I thought it would be. Yeah, right off the rip, I thought it was the Alice in Wonderland ripoff character just because of the outfit and the parallels to it being Alice in Wonderland. And then she just started tackling the game. And I was like, okay, not her. It's way too obvious. She's just actually just crazy and just accusing random people of being the Jack and just getting her way, which my main thought there was that she should have been dead rounds before she actually was because the group should have just after like the first one or two the group should have just been like okay you're out of your fucking minds yeah. you're the jack of hearts that's just yeah. how that was the only thing i had
2: i mean i was totally convinced that every person that i saw on screen was the jack of hearts like i would see they would show somebody and i'd be like oh it's totally them they look so innocent they die and then me show the next person i'm like ah oh, dude it could easily be that person they die so um, I didn't really have a great guess. I just, nobody in particular stood out. Um, but, I mean, they almost spoon-fed it to you that it might be this creepy girl. What was her name? I apologize. Allison roomie? A roomie, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and totally agree. Surprise she even lasted that long. But she's the type of crazy person that I was talking about that are alive like and are able to survive these games. She's absolutely nuts.
3: But the other people in the game kind of disprove it a little bit because how did they survive this long?
2: One of my biggest questions and gripes about this. How are oh, yeah, these yeah. sheep lucky enough to make it here?
1: What I had said, I I think it was off pod, but what I had just guessed, this is, again, just playing devil's advocate here. But just like maybe they were just chilling by the beach and, you know, the, the witch hunt game goes off and they're not at the beach. Like, it's not like everyone in participating in games was at the beach for that witch hunt game. So maybe just a few of these people who were just living casually, just kind of they they won they won and then they got coincidentally are now into the face games with everyone else and like Mm -hmm. we see like that like older woman and like a daughter it looks like to her and it's just like how i agree it's just like how are these people still this far but i think some of them just are just actually using the full extent of their visas versus going into game into game into game
3: Well, we talked about earlier of people get into the game at different points in time i mean they could be newer players i don't we don't know at this point like now that we're on the face card level have i mean i don't i don't this is like an analogy or a metaphor whatever but like has the immigration office closed (laughs) down like there's there's no more people being allowed in like (laughs) what is going on i don't i mean guess we don't know yet
1: yeah true that's a good point but so the episode episode three ends with only five remaining members left we have chishia banda we have the dom and sub couple and the, the suit guy's name is yaba we'll just establish that now and then lastly, of course, we have Chashia, and Chashia's partner had just killed himself. He just couldn't handle the pressure of sacrificing all these people to just find the Jack of Hearts. So he ended up killing yeah. himself, which puts Chashia He was Chishia... so close. Yeah. He was right there. And it puts Chashia in a, a terrible spot, obviously, because now everyone is led to believe that it's him because he just yeah. killed his partner, whereas the other two pairs had stayed alive. I was super
3: interested in the dynamic of suicide, which is a phrase that's ridiculous to say, but we're, we're talking about TV here it creating, like, sowing a different level of distrust. Because, like, it was obvious that him and Chesia were boys and partners, and then he dies. So there wasn't enough people for it, not enough time for it to become a storyline. But I kind of wish that had become, like, a storyline on its own. I guess if we had infinite time and things like that, it could have. But, like, the idea that your partner ends up just killing themselves versus you actually lying to them and how that creates people being against you and all that kind of stuff, I thought that would be interesting. but. It's obviously more interesting to watch Chashia just go to work, which is what we got instead.
2: He actually got super unlucky. like Very lucky that nobody else accused him. But unlucky that his partner just decided to commit suicide.
1: Because that put him in a 50-50 shot that, of course, he was going to win. But to start off in episode four, Chishia is trying to weasel his way in with some of the remaining team members since he has no teammate left. The first one he meets up with is the Jack of Hearts. And um, he's just saying pretty much that the person that he's teamed up with is a serial killer Banda and that he's most likely the Jack of Hearts. Shashia tells him that his symbol is a spade, which it is. And the Jack of Hearts lies to Shasia saying that he's he has the heart symbol, even though he's actually a Diades diamond. <laughs> and so he then meets with the sub, who he tells he thinks sub. that Yaba is a little bit of a con man and just not totally trustworthy. So... Why not get uh, an extra set of eyes on the on the collar to make sure that she that he is telling the truth. She tells her she's a heart, which she is, and asks her specifically if he's a club to which she doesn't respond to. But I like the way that she worded it because that would have eliminated at least one more suit for him if she depending on what the answer is. But either way, I think he would have it eliminates an option for him. So it narrows it down to just two for him. This is an aspect of the episode that is so fun to like.
3: Enjoy it for the first time and then to watch it like for a second time. Watching the second time, you know, at this point, Jashia believes that he knows who the jack is and he's correct about it. But he also, that's like part one of the puzzle, but he also still needs to live. He needs to know and find out what his suit is. So he's confident that he knows who the Jack is, but he obviously needs to live to get there. So then he has to go on this little journey of of narrowing it down, like finding a way to narrow down what the hell's on the back of his neck. And he just does it like a fucking boss. He just he goes to them. Like you said, he puts the one answer in front of her to then check that box off. He knows that that's not whatever the guy said to him because he he cause he because knows he's the Jack and the Jack will obviously lie to him. It's just like, I, like we said earlier, this was one of the best games, if not the best game. And it's just so fun to even
1: watch a second time when you know the answer to it. It's just better yeah, uh, that Jesse is the one participating in this game, too. But go ahead, Paul.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it was just he got lucky or not. But in the very beginning, um, when everybody's in the waiting room for the instructions, he has his hood up and his hood is covering the back of his collar. So I don't know if it's like, yo, I can't see the back. I don't know if it'll give away uh, or give my enemies an advantageous position if they can see it. So I'm going to cover it up. Like he's already thinking steps ahead. He doesn't know the rules, but he's taking all these precautions. Or, you know, he's just a boss who likes to have his hood up. But I like to think it's the first one and he saw it all.
1: Coming. Oh, it definitely was. It definitely was the first option. I think you're right, Paul. <laughs> but then uh, Banda and Yaba meet in the bathroom real briefly, uh, just establishing the fact that the two just do not see eye to eye. And then Shashia mo- uh, utters to himself that this will be the final rounds. So Yaba goes off and tells the sub that she is the heart, that she is a heart. And she tells him that he is this I love saying that. <laughs> but- I know you
3: do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Yaba seems very concerned because he obviously knows that she's lying. Um, and then Banda goes to his partner, the Jack, who he tells he's a spade, which he actually was. And then the Jack tells Banda that he's a spade, even though he was a heart. Now, the round end and originally only uh, the Jack of Hearts comes out. He laughs maniacally, um, saying that he's one all cockley. And then Shashia opens his door and the Jack of Hearts just begins to cower. So we find out that he uh, what set Chasia off first was the fact that he teamed up with Banda in the first place because no one why in the right mind would anyone team up with a serial killer. And the fact that um, the Jack of Hearts was so quickly to work with Banda, not just like kind of establishing a relationship first and then kind of trust each other. They just went full at it right away. And that was just a yeah. red flag for um, Shishia. Then Banda comes out. And the electronic music that plays here when Bond is coming out of the, the door, I just, it's so fucking hype because you just know that these are just two badasses just coming for the fucking jack of hearts. And Bond is explaining to him that he knew that he was being controlled by him. Uh, the big thing that gave it away was the superiority complex. And then Yaba comes out to conclude that um, he also knew it was that uh, the emo kid was the jack of hearts because his sub had lied to him, essentially. And there was essentially Chashia had picked up on this snack routine that Banda and the sub were in on together. It was their way of communicating the suit. So the sub kind of was working on paper or face to face with Yaba, but in the back just had another, I guess, backup partner to confirm what the suit was. And it was the Jack.
3: The question I have is, do we feel somewhat cheated by that answer of like, that's how like, I didn't watch it back enough. To like notice how many scenes that was actually happening in, but it felt like, like, obvi- like, for example, with the Banda Yaba uh, conversation that they originally give us, it's negative. They're not into each other. They are both kind of, it's very adversarial. And then we go back and we get the full conversation, which is the second half being let's team up, let's be boys, let's like conquer this world, which is okay, whatever. Like, there's, we couldn't really have guessed that because they didn't give it to us, but the, the cookie stuff felt like, I don't know. It felt like it was impossible for us to guess that. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, you're totally right. It was, it was definitely impossible for us to guess it. But the scenes that we had seen as flashbacks were actual scenes that happened in the third episode. So we get on to a certain degree that yes, there's like, like they're both in
3: the snack room at the same time.
2: Yeah, but we don't know the level of
3: like the exact cookies they're going. I mean, I guess we could have noticed they have the same snacks.
2: Oh, that and. Even using the snacks as a tool to communicate Kate as part of the game, just even guessing that part would have been, you know, almost credit enough if you're paying that much attention. Oh my god. But, yeah, you yeah. would have been a
3: god well, if I, you could yeah, have picked, I guess could have picked up on that. I was just curious of like the scenes that they showed us of it all actually going down. Were those actually scenes that they showed us? Like yeah, in episode so, three earlier.
0: So um my my I guess single issue with that is if the girl and the Jack of hearts actually, they obviously agreed upon this strategy. They teamed up behind the scenes. When did that conversation take place? Yeah. Cause, cause the emo guy, the Jack of hearts is a slave to Banda, the serial killer the whole time. Like when did he break off and have a conversation with this girl who is latched on to Yaba? You know what I mean? That's just yeah. my only, like I think plot hole. From that thing, because yeah, it doesn't I... make it
3: impossible to guess. No, that, yeah, that he was the Jack. I guess it it adds in the wrinkle of that she was working with him a little bit. I mean, granted, I thought that she was going to end up being the Jack, but right. it just felt like. Like, because they gave us when just Chish- because Chashia's side of it initially, because he's like you when you latch on him too quickly, like we see that perspective, like we, we saw them interact in the beginning. He's a menace to him. He talks all that shit and they're still become friends. And Chashia is explaining to overalls, yellow overalls, uh, his friend that ended up killing himself that like these people are this, these people are that. And then he watches the interaction. He doesn't say anything like he doesn't give out the game for what he's thinking about those two, which was a bit of a red flag. But like they gave us that, so like we know mm-hmm. that that happened, and it just yeah, that's felt, true. It just felt like, and again, I could have just missed it. It just I was just curious what you guys had thought about that level of explanation into it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think I think us seeing the other angles is just, you know, the cameramen quote unquote like showing us different angles of the same side of the coin. You know, like yeah. different side of the same coin. Um, you know what? Actually, I want to tie this into something that we all enjoy. You know, we all play that game werewolves, whatever the real game is called. What is it called? One Night
1: Ultimate Werewolf.
0: Yeah. So when the actual Jack of Hearts accepts Yaba and takes him as his partner basically absolving him to the rest of the people around that he could be the jack of hearts you know what i mean it reminds me of like when we play werewolves and somebody's like all right v's up i'm a villager and then it's only like one person saying it and then obviously more like i feel like 80 percent of the time of a werewolf's like i'm a villager you yeah, know what i mean? mean like he takes that opportunity and it just Since we, like, play that game, I feel like maybe we could have seen it, but I didn't see
1: it. I love the comparison because Werewolves is honestly very similar to the game that, like, this is very similar. Yeah,
0: it totally is.
1: It's like Among Us. Yeah.
3: One question I had, this had created for me as well is, like I had just said, I thought that there was a chance that the woman was going to end up being the Jack of Hearts. But then that created the question for me is, is it possible for a woman to be the Jack because we've only seen, well, we've seen the king of clubs be a, a king, be a man. And then we've seen, I guess, we're anticipating that the queen of hearts will be, be a woman. <laughs> yeah, we're guessing that it's her. We haven't seen the king of spades always been cloaked. But I don't I don't know if that will end up being a thing. Or that could be a plot twist later on where they got us into this lull of assuming we know.
0: I suspect it's gender, gender neutral, but that's just me. I yeah, think it's I gender think it could, neutral. I think it would be better that way
1: yeah Mm, definitely and the only way for us to know is when we get into like i don't think the next like i don't think the next queen game we get into will be the hearts but if we go into like let's say the queen of spades then that'll be definitely a big determining factor of whether it is gender based or not
0: i want to comment on the girl see i never suspected her because i was under the impression that she had been like running with yaba prior to the game Mm -hmm. i I understood that they didn't meet that like they didn't meet in this lobby. Yeah. I thought he, they knew each other. He would have unreal games. Yeah, like they that's had just some riz. The and then yeah. he was banging, He's just her. banging her, dude. That, that's some riz. That was that your, was,
1: that was your sexy note. There you go. I do think though that Yaba has, based off what we've seen, now that he survived the Jack of Hearts game, to me, how I picture it going was that Yaba is just so good at, I guess, picking up on certain cues, like maybe what kind of person you are. He saw that she was kind of the more reserved more looking for power kind of person. And he probably just hopped on that opportunity. He was like, all right, this is who I'm going into this. Like, I'm just going to make a friend with this girl. Uh, Like obviously get some ass as a side piece like that. That's great too for him. But I think just for him, I think he, he just knows how to work the game.
0: I think you're right. I think they they knew each other.
1: They described as an idiot.
0: True, but no, but they described him as a con man, right? Maybe this guy Yaba was like a salesman in his in his real world life. And as a good a good salesman's able to like read other people and and kind of pick up on those cues like you're talking about Dave and and be able to make the sale, you know? On the contrary, yeah um Banda is a serial killer. So he's a sociopath and he's a master manipulator. And like all of that plays into kind of how they won the game, in my opinion.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think he sold?
1: Fish? Life insurance, like <laughs> oh, probably,
0: I think like stocks or something
1: like like shares. He was probably a like yeah a scumbag okay. broker or something. Yeah, so like Tupperware. <laughs>
3: wait, it, no, Tupperware he was, wait, How you saying that? Say it again. Tupperware. Tub. Tup? Tupperware. Tub. uh he said Tupperware. <laughs> oh,
0: tub. Paul just throws no, a B. Spell it for me. Spell it for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You never seen that clip? <laughs> he was selling uh contraception. He was like, hey try this <laughs> let me prove it how it works clap 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 free clap. free trial <laughs> all right
1: we're losing the plot a yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep going we'll keep going so the no. biggest
3: twist within a twist potentially here is going to be that Yaba and banda right Banda. banda? i was going to say bunda but i know it's yeah, not bunda. It's bunda.
1: we were we were we were saying
3: it non-stop during the episodes bunda. <laughs> okay i know i knew it wasn't bunda but i had to just get that get that out but that the fact that they kind of are we're leaving this game with them now, I think, being a, a, a force, I think mean, there's something at least for us to consider moving forward. They're not really aligned with our team.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They have their own motives. And they are, like Alki said, they're very intelligent characters. They also, like Aoki also said, they play well with each other in the sense that Banda doesn't really have a personality or emotions. And this other guy is like a con man and a salesman, so they kind of complement each other very well in those ways. Mm-hmm. So I didn't expect to walk out of here with like that level
0: of, of new characters involved. And I'm I'm very, very, very happy. Yeah, there. I'm really excited. These are the first guys besides Arisu and Chisha that are on that level of like they're they're able to to read context clues and mm-hmm. think on a higher level to help solve the problems of whatever game faces they're facing. So it's really exciting. And they do it in their own way. Like they're obviously chaotically evil, you know, they're not morally good. Like Arisu is, and Chisha is a little bit neutral, but he doesn't seem evil to me at least yet, Kyle, but these guys are clearly psychotic and,
1: there's something to here with what you guys were saying with them. Like they have clearly, they're on this. They have the same goal in mind of we need to beat the games, and but like they want to conquer it, as they made that clear in like their bathroom conversation.
3: I was, I mean, to play off that, I was shocked that we didn't really realize or ever talk about the fact that there would be other players doing that. Yeah, naturally, like we see our team. Like okay, we're making a game plan. Like the king of clubs is here. We need answers. Let's go to the king of club. Naturally, there would be other people.
1: And doing sorry. trying
3: to do the same thing. I mean they're insane cuz they're doing it solo dolo almost on the fly but like they're doing literally the same exact thing.
1: And we see it too when they after the game it's Yaba and Banda are the ones interrogating The Jack of Hearts for answers. We should have just assumed that there would be other people like that because, I mean, if some random person had beaten this Jack of Hearts game, like, I don't think they maybe like the average person would think to interrogate the Jack of Hearts. I don't like they want that extra step to try and get answers out of him, but he obviously just caved immediately and just didn't give an answer and just ended up choosing to die by suicide rather than have them get answers. Yeah. I mean, they're
3: everyone for the most part is just trying to survive and they have ascended kind of that mission almost. Yeah. Where, like, they're above just survival. All these fodder people who were playing these small minded games, like Arumi, probably thought she was on their level, but she's clearly not. I mean, she's still only thinking of that, like, base level of, like, surviving and manipulating people. She's not going above and beyond to actually manipulate the game and find out answers about the game itself. Right. Definitely still
0: found it fun, though. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Definitely. I love it, though. We need this. It it was fun last season when we had the villains at the beach, like Naragi, like Last Boss. Like Avni, these guys seem like they're a step up to that. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. And it's just nice to have this third faction that's not the citizens that we're playing games against, they're not us. There's something completely different
1: and hope keeps it interesting. And that's like the beach was definitely one of the more interesting aspects of season one. Absolutely. So it definitely and that's probably, again, what you were saying with why it kind of feels like it has that season one vibe again, because we have another faction like the beach.
0: Speaking of the the misfit shit I mentioned earlier, last boss was like a shut in blogger who never saw the light of day. So (laughs) he's not coming back. bro. We got an We got
3: agony. He's not coming back.
2: Dude. They obviously set the serial killer and businessman to come back later. And it gets me really excited because one, you don't know if they're going to be in the same game as, you know, our crew Two, maybe they find the answer and become citizens before our crew. And that's just wild. And then they're going to have to face them again. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, another option, it reminds me in Hunter Hunter when they're doing Gridu Island, (laughs) when they have to play volleyball with Ahsoka and like kind of play and have a a villain or not like a good person on your team, like Mm -hmm. uh, all any of those options would just be so cool. So really, uh, really good setup for what could possibly come in the future.
1: Yeah, they're definitely not going to join the squad right away, if ever at all. They're definitely going to be characters that come back in a game later on that I hope is like maybe the final showdown. Maybe it's like R5 versus their five or something along those lines. But that would be just absolutely badas's like this is absolutely not the end of either of these characters.
3: Yeah, I want like a standoff where like we've always kind of throughout our time reading and watching one piece of like matching up straw hats with Blackbeard Pirates. hmm. And I want the same for this. That would be sick if we get down to like even numbers, and it's for some reason it's an even game, and we're maybe Chishia
1: flips sides, and then it's Nadiya versus Chishia versus are the two heads of both sides. It's
3: gonna be Usagi that flips sides, Paul, because she wants to stay and be a citizen and not leave the world. (laughs) That's what's gonna happen, and we, but we're gonna get like you said, Chashi. We're gonna get that scene where they roll up, and those uh, and Yaba and and Bunda make those comments, <laughs> <of> like <laughs> that they that they know Chashiya, and they're all gonna Adisu and Kuina and them are gonna turn their heads and be like, "How do you know these motherfuckers?" Seems like don't worry about it. Bunda, yeah, they're, they're chumps. I beat them in a game, and they're pissed. <laughs>
1: So we have, we end uh, the prison scene with Chashia just walking out like a fucking boss, just blimping the background. He turns, he looks at it, and he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then just continues on with his day as if nothing happened. And then the game ends. And this is where a lot of, a lot more questions start to pop up for us. The game ends, and we get some footage. It kind of is reminiscent of the footage that we see in season one, which I'm sure it probably was the same footage, but we get some random comments about fireworks and then we get this introduction to this guy named kaito kageyama shout out to kageyama all day hi hey. yeah love that name um nice and it's just perspectives of some people you know some the guy filming gets one guy on camera saying oh i love this place there's no laws like i can just shoot and kill easily i don't like i just don't care here it doesn't it's great another person saying oh this world sucks like i just smoke weed all day i get so loony <laughs> off this weed man and
0: she's like <laughs> it's like okay the guy okay. in the back's like playing a tie-dye guitar yeah <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: i just think it's again it's another little parallel maybe to season one of we had season one the big kind of reveal at the end was that the girls and sorry to them because they made some good sacrifices for us but i don't remember what their names were but they had been recording and we find their phone and we watch it and then we go to the train station and this is like just a different version of that it's almost a more elevated version of that like i just love like the world building aspect of like there's just normal people in this world trying to survive and this guy undertakes this this project almost that's awesome it's so cool now that we have this
2: it's cool because we got the phone video footage before because they were in they were dealers and now this guy you know because he can't use electricity he's using this real this uh i forget exactly what he calls eight it
1: eight something film eight, eight millimeter film. eight millimeter
2: yeah film to capture everything so It's cool that he's just going around filming everything he sees and just insane luck that they like come across it. But not really, because obviously this dude's dying and he almost seemed to like stay alive until he could pass the footage on to whoever the fuck came across it. I love that. He's just (laughs) like film. And then, oh, thank God I did it. And it just dies.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, huh? Yeah, I, I for film? some reason, even when he said film, I was like movie, and then they're like, oh, let's check the van. I was like, I didn't even yeah. think about checking the van, and then there was all this film in there. I was like, okay, now it makes sense, but... Um, well, I mean, this is like the money conversation. I feel like like we want
3: to talk probably more about like this and the King of Spades and like, the little settlement village. But I mean, yeah. the things that happened before this is essentially, again, we do go back to season one a little bit. Artist who's down in the dumps, Usagi's there to pick him up a little bit they yeah. queen of leaves to go find Shashia and Anne. which, which is, may be sad oh yeah sad but i love that we're going to probably get that reunion and hopefully mm-hmm. she can bring them back but and then we just go out hunting at <laughs> it's just like a the little worst a little the slice worst of life little yeah rabbit hunting bullshit that that rabbit a sticks around or all of those rabbits stick around
0: it was like the interlude
1: <laughs> yeah it
3: was perfect and it just leads us into them discovering all of these bodies which was like holy fuck okay now we're getting back into it
1: the one thing from the film at least for the first time we saw it like right after the game um, when they said fireworks I was kind of like I, my ears perked up because in season one we had definitely had conversations like I think it was specifically Paul who had mentioned that the fireworks were going to be some kind of big piece in all this and at the time it seemed kind of ridiculous because it was just like you know they just mentioned the fireworks and then they got transported so it didn't really seem that there would have maybe been a connection, but specifically in the film, there's a hesitation of just all the word is, is fireworks. And so that for me, as someone who have, we've recorded this from season one, it's just cool knowing that we're kind of on the right track with the fireworks ended up being something that is going to be a big determining factor on how they got to where they are now. Um, Don't know what that is, but it's certainly a big cue.
2: And seeing all these people, you know, not one of them really disproves the, the only people in the game are like outcasts or people not contributing to society because, you know, everybody, the one guy's like, oh, I fucking love it here. You know, there's like, oh, no fucking rules. Yeah. So like he obviously Definitely. didn't fit in the real world. Yeah. Um, The chick, who's just a druggie. A hippie Stoner. apparently. Yeah. What a piece <laughs> of shit.
1: Yeah, what, oh, wow. a, what a social outcast. What if, what if <laughs> Paul just disappears one day? <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll know.
0: That, that same girl who talked about the fireworks, she said that she was remembered getting like some kind of ch- drill in her brain brain surgery yeah, so, when yeah.
2: she was, was young.
1: So the thing was, is people don't remember how they get there but they do remember previous events but she was saying that she had remember like she had in the way past had had a surgery and because she had this drill that she was unaffected by it but right as she's about to say she she makes the comments fireworks they weren't actually boom dead bang so what do we have any assumptions on what she was trying to say like they weren't actually there they weren't real like that was the first thing that came to my mind but that doesn't answer anything yeah so this is
0: this is my um this is where i wanted to bring up this theory that i was talking about earlier i have a small theory that okay when we see arsu karube and chota get into borderland they jump in this stall or whatever and then they seemingly transport for lack of a better word into borderland but, Kyle, you mentioned that if all these people are in Borderland, how is this not raising any alarms You know, in the real world? like There's obviously a lot of people missing. I, whatever entity is involved, this higher power entity that is making these people go through these events, I'm thinking, and there's some loopholes to this, um, but, excuse me, potholes, I theorize that the people in the game are quote-unquote dead in the real world and they are like frozen or or like just like kidnapped by these entities and then propped up to like seemingly just transition into borderland through a portal or something but in reality like they were kidnapped or killed and then reanimated And it's staged to seem like they just went into the stall, for example, and then like walked out into Borderlands.
1: And this is like their way of only being able to continue their life, if you wouldn't even call it life at that point. That makes sense too, because maybe what she was saying too is I mean, this is such a stretch, but they weren't fireworks. They were actually explosions. And we were just like, we were exploded or something like all of our bodies were killed and then they were dragged off somewhere. Like, like again, that's just such a long shot, but
0: it's, it's funny because the way that it was shown, you know, cinematically is like, they run into the stall and then the power goes out and then they walk out and they're in borderland. Mm -hmm. But just like how we saw now with this, um, Jack of hearts game, just because of what they show us doesn't necessarily show all of what's going on. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think it's a stretch, but this thing about getting drilled and the fireworks—it's like I—I I, will—I'm really curious to see how they explain this, like, um, sci-fi reasoning or explanation to how they enter this world. You know what I mean? I just like we haven't, besides this laser shooting down people in the head, we haven't seen like this crazy technological advancements that would prove this world exists. You know what I'm saying, Paul? Continue.
2: Ready for this theory? Okay.
0: Oh,
1: my God.
2: This is going to wrap everything together. Let's go. So she was going to say that the fireworks aren't real fireworks they were uh, i'm a piece of shit fireworks that means only (laughs) the pieces of shit could see the fireworks (laughs) right so chota was the one that goes oh look fireworks when they were all running (laughs) away from the accident they caused Mm -hmm. chota was the piece of shit fireworks saw it somebody with cameras like all right beam that guy up we're bringing him into the borderlands they all hide in the stall together they accidentally bring Karube and Arisu into the borderlands when they were really only going for Chota, but they were all hiding in the stall together. Accidentally bring all three. The rest is history.
1: Yeah,
0: maybe I, mean, I no mean, one
1: can disprove that. My, my,
0: theory <laughs> yeah. kind of, my theory kind of trumps like the misfit outcast theory. This new theory I'm saying, you know. But I don't know. It's it's just I'm trying to reason I'm trying to make. This shit makes sense. You know it's what I'm fun. saying?
1: Like I said, this this episode gave us some answers, but if anything, definitely just gave us more questions than answers. Absolutely. But I guess a little bit before that, they Adisu and Ann go on this hunting trip, which Usagi. definitely or sorry, Usagi and Adisu go on this hunting trip, which definitely made me feel better about the relationship. Absolutely. They're all in good spirits. Adisu f- gets out of his little funk by him and Usagi trying to catch rabbits and it was it was good to see again i just think they need to have just another conversation to kind of just hash out what their objectives are and where they stand with one another is just probably my only thing that i have to say about that but it was good at the end of the day to at least see that they're smiling together with one another
3: i'd really think that my i mean i can't say it's my favorite part of the episode because the jack of hearts stuff was was really really good but i just am much more i, I want to say i'm much more interested in the in, Anne perspective mm. and part of the video over the fireworks stuff
1: we forgot to that, I, I just
3: can't wait to run into her again
2: real quick. I forgot to bring this up when they found the eight millimeter reel. but uh to go along with that, we've already touched upon it, but it definitely could be a possibility that from all different time periods, people were drawn into this game. It it doesn't have to be from like when Arisu a little bit before or after. It could be like, you know, going on for years. We had this theory or I had this theory last uh, season that Usagi was actually from a time like way before Arisu because he's trying to explain video games. And she's like, what are video games? I don't get it. And he's like, they're. They're just, like, games that you play for fun on the screen. She's like, I don't understand. And then she goes to this camera, and when they find it, like, what is this? And they're like, oh, you can watch it. He's like, oh, you can watch it with this. She's like, this thing here? Like, she, like, doesn't know how it works. And it's crazy to be in the the modern age and not know a camera works. So The
1: only thing I will counter that with with is I'm pretty sure she saw the news about her father on a TV. Yeah, but how old was the TV? I mean, also, granted, I it was know, pretty it old. It was a pretty old TV,
0: but I mean, you're not like. <laughs> again, did you also find a clipping of it, like in that convenience store when the she newspaper?
2: First... Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. My fucking theory for that, which we were talking about, the fucking checkerboard in the intro yeah, theme yeah. title, yeah. that like they pull from different areas of Shibuya, mm. but each square on the checkerboard is like a different time period. And they just like teleport to town, but like it's insane stretch. But like Like that would make sense. That would make sense why there's like uh, cars from different eras, like in the town, and then you go to another one. It's like more modern cars and a fucking newspaper from like way back when. She sees her dad's suicide newspaper in there.
1: Like the King of Spades just ends up being like Genghis Khan with a bunch of like machine guns. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's he's been a player. He's been a player for like. Death, forever like, centuries yeah yeah he's yeah. just like jacked if it's
3: the guy i hope he's like super jacked like just a <laughs> nice like fu manchu mustache why would you be a girl i would be okay with that too that i would, would be, totally crazy. be okay he's with definitely got it it could definitely be a, a girl there's but, a 100 percent a reason why they are concealing the identity of the king of spades Oh, if, if it's just—I mean, okay, good. maybe it's like he's some jacked guy at school, but it would be it's Soggy's dad. Yeah, I was just exactly. gonna say, what if this <laughs> yeah, I,
0: it like it's her dad? Yeah, Sagi's
2: dad or
3: It's going that direction where it's gonna be like the reveal is gonna be very
1: important. Mm-hmm. All right, and to wrap up the end of the episode, while they're after they're they've dissected the film and everything, the King of Spades shows up. They hear the rumbling outside, and it's the blimp hovering over their uh, the little RV that they're in, and the King of Spades is there, and so. Usagi and Arisu are running away and they kind of get a little bit separated. So I don't know how this is gonna work with the start of episode five. But Arisu gets knocked out by a random stranger. And when he awakes, it's this girl who I definitely have high expectations for. The bow and arrow was definitely hot as fuck. She looked great. And so One the expert- leg. Yeah. <laughs> One leg, true. Um, so the expectations are definitely there for her. But she says she does make the comment to Arisu saying his name, like Arisu, like you Something along the lines of like, you messed up our plan and he's not going to be happy or whatever. Um, he's like, Who are you talking about? And he's, she's like, Go over there. And how Adis- do you even know my
2: name? Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. he called you.
1: Yeah. And so Odyssey walks over and who else but fucking Agony, man. I was so fucking hyped, dude. I cannot fucking believe it. Unbelievable. We, we had talked about I. Had, it was Paul or someone had mentioned it in the last episode. Like, if Naragi's back, like, what are the possibilities that we get like Agony or Last Boss? I think we had definitely discarded the idea of last boss coming back but like agni were like uh like not really like he ran into the fire he took he took some bullets so there's no way but of course he's fucking here
0: awesome. i was just gonna say though like didn't he get lit the fuck up like didn't he get shot everywhere yeah, a fucking
1: oh yeah beast I mean,
2: he better we bet we'll see some scars on his neck and his collarbone where he got all lit up by naragi and cackled him into the fire
0: yeah. Um, I, I want to see what they how they do his makeup and stuff because I was a little bit underwhelmed with Niragi's, I'm not gonna lie. I think it yeah. will be more subtle.
2: I mean, he goes, he turns the corners. We see the camo pants. I'm freaking out. We know who it is before he even says the name. And yeah, it's uh, cool. we're all excited. And you know, we talked about this before, but Alki, man, if Niragi and Agony both lived. the chances. <laughs> last boss lived.
0: We can see Dude, the samurai
2: last, samurai
0: last boss is King of Spades. That's it. Yeah. He's just oh my he's just wreaking he, absolute fucking havoc. He Very traded
3: wild. in the sword for just an absolute arsenal of fucking guns.
0: <laughs> I have a question. Like, where? How does King of Spades just see them, and he just starts shooting exactly at their location? Like, well, he was uh, there recently. Was
2: that yeah. him? Was that I don't know him? why they were that taking their time.
1: Was... So was that him that caused the onslaught? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, because yeah,
2: sure. the blimp goes over. I think and they the even follows him.
1: in the video, like, oh, it's the king of
0: spades. Like, run! Yeah.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I like, just like, for like, some reason yeah. I might have missed that. I just thought that maybe there was like a government faction that came in and was like, okay, murder all these people because they're about to just <laughs> spill the beans on what's going on. But uh, I like that it's it's probably yeah. better that it was the king of spades that just showed up and then had wiped them out.
3: Yeah, I mean probably- he's he's a terrible shot at this point when it comes down to it, but but he can when he comes can totally to he can raise yeah he can raise an entire settlement of just old people and bums, but <laughs> when it comes to fucking Arisu and Usagi, he can't hit the broads out of a barn.
0: What do you guys think Usagi is?
1: Yeah, that was a question I wanted to bring up too. Do you think like Usagi's going to be at that campfire? Do you think she went off on her own?
3: I can see, like, her and, like, the girl, like, having, like, a moment where, like, they're, like, at each other's throats. And then,
1: you know, this, g- like, like, this like, guy that I'm like, wor- it's like, stop, stop. They're both bitching about the person that they work with. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, this guy is just such, like, a happy-go-lucky dude. And this girl's like, this dude is sucks. He's, like, so depressed all the time. And they're just, <laughs> did you, you, did you, I mean, I'm assuming we all kind
3: of thought it was going to be Agni
1: before the reveal.
0: I honestly I didn't I didn't I didn't
1: didn't know what to expect honestly I was like who
0: the hell knows Arisu?" and then when I saw the pants I was like oh my god it's fucking Agony
1: yeah
2: I have
3: a
0: question
2: I I, I saw the traps I was like bro it's Agony
1: I saw the shaved head and I was like (laughs) Agony I
2: have a question he he said the name Agony and I was like
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a question you know the girl in the video who seemingly seemed who knew a lot about Like their portal into this place. Hmm. That's not the same girl where we just met, right? With the one leg? I don't think so. The girl in the video clearly had her
1: brains like splattered all over the world. (laughs) And I was like, they made it seem like that was fairly recently. Yeah, like within like how many. Like do you think within a couple hours probably of that? I would happen.
3: I, I don't know. They do some fuckery with time.
1: I guess they I mean a Arisu day. got all
3: that shit done at the end of the game with Tata's wrist in about two minutes from start <laughs> to finish. So True. I'm not exactly sure. Arisu was like able was, to hike a whole bike back and forth and don't get it started, yeah. dude. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, they kind of play with that a little bit. But also, I mean, and did say in this episode, time works a little funky here. So maybe that actually is purposeful. Who can say? And maybe the same thing with with maybe Agni healed in a way because maybe he went like out of the city and maybe there's something with time and the, the city limits. And because Anne even said like I'm trying to get out of Tokyo, like time isn't working the same here. Maybe plants are like she said, nature essentially taking over far too quickly when you get to the outskirts of the city. So maybe there's something with that.
0: Okay, so that's that's I'm glad you brought that up because now you just um a light bulb went off. Something that I keep bringing up is like this vegetation is taking over everywhere around Tokyo. You know, how long are they there? But, Anne just answered that question that it actually doesn't really make sense because they haven't been there that long. And the vegetation is even in the time that she started tracking it, it's moving and growing much too fast for the amount of time she's been there, which means that, you know, maybe the time that they have been in there, it could be a very, very long time, but it's a lot shorter than I'm guessing. Possibly, It's really
3: starting to like get, maybe not obvious but like they're really kind of hammering home like this idea of like where it's a separate world it's a completely different like plane almost of existence than where they came from and i don't know i i, I don't a
0: parallel universe again i'm gonna
3: say I, I just i'm hoping it's not a simulation but i don't know how it could not be Like that, there's something going on that where like their physical bodies weren't transported to like a completely different dimension. Cause like what kind of tech are we talking about there? I mean, it doesn't need to be realistic, but it needs to have some level of explanation and reasoning. Yeah. Unless we're talking about like wizards and magic, which is Yeah, so that's what I was just gonna
0: say. Like this manga is not like Dragon Ball Z where people can like blow up planets, you know, like they're they're humans, you know. So there's gotta be some kind of semi-logical physical explanation for how this shit's working out. Actually, um, remember last season I like went on this huge fucking rant about how when we watched the video on those chick's phone, it said like some shit on the boot up. You know, that's those are some I think important details that might tie into what Ann is talking about and kind of all that we're theorizing right now. I don't remember what those words were, what those that boot up screen said, but I did think it was some hints. I remember being pretty adamant about that, so we should look back into that. I should.
2: Uh- In the terms of the technology aspect um maybe it's way in the future so technology has advanced and they're like all right we're super overpopulated like let's go back in time and people that didn't affect our Mm -hmm. time at all we can just pluck them out of the past like the garbage people um to slow
3: population growth for their own future
2: yeah something like that but then wouldn't that affect and, their future yeah wouldn't
3: that then create the fact that their open population never happened
2: uh yeah, yeah it
3: depends That's on what why time travel stuff this is my time travel
1: stuff yeah i was All gonna say it depends bad. on what kind of time travel perspective we're looking at from like is it the terminator one is it like back to the future you know like it's, it's... Well, i mean it like there's like, the like time travel is supposed to be that
3: like you can't like you're not supposed to be able to impact the future by going back to the past because
1: then the Paul, future doesn't happen Paul said, it, Marvel.
2: Yeah, the Marvel one. Yeah, the Hulk. Bruce Banner does not agree with that. Like, if you live one life, how can you go back and affect whatever?
1: I, I, it's so hard to say. Obviously, we have no answers on this, but we could
2: be be, completely wrong about this theory that we're breaking down for 45 minutes.
1: Oh, my God. Of course. Well,
3: that's, oh, yeah. That's the fun fun part. That's where we make our money, baby. They are now, we're getting into these high level kind of info dumps and like the main mission of our main characters now is to find out this information. So that's a great spot for us to be in as viewers.
1: What are the uh, expectations? So we're exactly at the halfway point now, which is sad to say, because if we just started this train and we're already halfway through it, um, But what do you think expectation wise? Like, do we expect to see maybe Anne in the next couple of episodes? Do you think maybe she tackles her own game? Do you think she's kind of the kind of person that would be capable of pulling a Chashia and tackling a by herself? I would
0: love that.
1: I would love that. I I feel like I would love that too. Like, if we already got Chashia, why not just do an Anne one?
0: I think we're going to see a Kuina and Anne.
1: I mean, as long as as it's like something that I just like when we get the games that aren't with Adiso, I just think it makes it just a little bit. More, it just makes it different. It's a, just a different perspective entirely.
0: It's fun. It's like when in, in Naruto and in the Chunin Exams, you see like all the cool yeah, characters people fight. fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah,
2: I would totally be cool with if we see like a, a random pair go and play a game. I'm hoping though that uh, Kawina like is able to find Usagi and N, or even maybe best case scenario, Ch- Chishia and bring him back. To Arisu and Agni, and then they all take down the King of Spades together. Because we did kind of jump over, but when Arisu, when the King of Spades is chasing Arisu, Arisu trips, but then. All these all this gunfire starts getting shot at the King of Spades, which yeah. makes him run away. Which mm. is obviously we see is Agony and this other girl. Um, so they have a plan and they're definitely the best chance of taking out yeah.
1: the King I was of Spades. Just gonna say that I think Agony is just based off what they're able to bring to the table, Agony just seems like the perfect matchup for the King of Spades. Like, you want you would want someone like physical bruiser to go up against, yeah. that kind of firepower, and Agony fits the bill. I mean, I it's basically it's
2: game from season one same dude with a, again I mean, dude, a yeah. dude with a gun just take him down Agony did that
1: like how much are we at the like the parallels are like kyle you brought it up and now i can't stop thinking about it. like i wonder like if at episode four was when the agony like tag game was going on and like he gets introduced <laughs> nah, like it was it that was earlier was than two. That. i think that, that was like was, one oh two yeah two. it was definitely yeah it was like one of the
2: earlier i think yeah, oh yeah is still alive and everything
3: it's so. it's, it's book one <laughs> that's like the cover of book one of the of the manga is, is like what? is the is the horse head attack like, oh, of yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, when this is all said and done, I'm going to go back and read this shit. Oh, oh. yeah, it's going to be great. 100%. Be I wonder how many chapters it is. Do you guys know that?
3: I do not. Uh, I can get that th- for I... you answer for you, but I don't know. Yeah, I am going to say though to go off Paul's point, I, I think it's reasonable to anticipate yeah that we'd take down the king of spades by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we've taken down what or... a jack, a king, that'll give us two kings, maybe like Anne. Takes down like a queen game by herself. Maybe Kawina meets back up with Shashia and they take down like another jack game. And maybe we we watch in the distance as like a blimp falls that we weren't involved with and we're assuming that it's Bunda and Yaba. So, Bunda. I
2: that, okay. Yeah. I, okay. Just,
3: I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more saying that I'm curious Javis. of shut, like shut. what our quota is of like how many face cards we can take down in Season 2. But that goes back to the original question we started the episode with. Maybe that was during the Lost episode of how long is the show going to be? We don't know.
1: Well, I was just going to ask you or tell you. So there are about... It looks like 60-ish chapters, but it gets covered through. It looks like 18 volumes. So it's actually a pretty pretty okay, heavy so like hitter attack
3: on titan style chapters
1: i i would guess so based off what i'm seeing here um but i that's a, like a lot of content man yeah like the the horse heads on okay so it looks like maybe if i were to guess season 1 is volumes 1 2 maybe yeah. a little bit of three. how about this?
3: if you're listening and you've read
1: tweeted us just
3: tell us yeah <laughs> tell <laughs> us how far we are i guess we could look it up but i'm, I don't, like, I'm nervous I, about looking it up
1: I, like, even right here, I'm like, what you were seeing me doing yeah. on the screen was covering because I can see the covers and <laughs> yeah. I don't want the covers to give away too much.
3: It
0: says 60, 64. Yeah, I said that.
3: That's the old Kathleen special of Googling something and ruining it for herself. She did yeah, that. Like, I, she did it like three times during House of the Dragon. I was like, you just just ask me, just text me, <laughs> <laughs> just stop ruining these
0: things for yourself. I just feel like I just ruined a little bit for myself. And I do that <laughs> live all the time. on air, live Dude, on air. You I, just did I, that. I, you not, do that. Why would that. you look it
2: up when we are just talking about not <laughs> I, looking it up?
0: I do that all the time. For Chainsaw Man, I'm like, dude, uh, what is this person's name? I look it up, and I'm like, oh. Dead. Let's <laughs> find out like so much shit. Yeah. And I end yeah, up reading I, the entire manga so that I just feel a little less bad about just getting spoiled.
3: I actually looked up recently what Arisu looks like, like in the, and I was so nervous about even doing that. He looked like oh he looks fine like yeah oh he look, he looks yeah. like good the casting
2: Dude, looks like Chota right on. I read the first few chapters Chota oh my god he looks even more <laughs> like a bitch than he does oh, I'm, su- I'm so sure
1: yeah, I'm so and sure yeah like mag, a
2: virgin classic beast but yeah it'll it'll be interesting.
3: All right. Does anyone me... have any parting shots or like predictions for the next few episodes? That was gonna be my been... question. Is
1: Death Pole. If we had to guess one oh. character that was gonna die by the end of the season going forward, who would it be? And I'm gonna start because it just came to me and I think it's a nice, easy one. I'm gonna go with Agony. Ah, that would be mean, but yeah, yeah so obvious, but yeah, I think it's I think it's there. Can't be different, say... can't or can't be the same as mine. Okay. I'm gonna say Bunda. Bunda. Okay. I'm gonna say bunda, bunda. I'm gonna
2: say, it. I'm gonna say uh, unfortunately Kuina. I don't ah, want her Paul, too. I was my, thinking it as like a
3: factual, it. logical one, but I don't want it emotionally. I, I felt know.
0: like that too. I felt like Queena could die too. That's
2: That'll right. be hard hitting,
0: but I don't want to go with Paul's. So I'll I'm cry. gonna just. I feel guess. like there's
1: one name that I would probably add to this. Maybe I going to hear what you say before
0: I put it out there. Um, like, is it a crewman? Yes, a crewman. I love it. Yes, Chisha?
1: No, I was gonna say. <laughs> Aunt- <laughs> Anne? I was gonna say Anne, just because she the was in, you because she was in that film. I think that puts her as a high priority target. Maybe not like True. to anyone in specific, particularly, but like she was a part of a video that has very important information in it, and I think whoever's in control of this would want to eliminate her, no matter yeah. even if she doesn't know anything. So, She's do you want to make that around. your guess, or you want to try
0: and do another one? I was gonna, I was in between Anne and Queena, just because. I'll give, I'll give you both. I was I was literally gonna say and too, because we haven't really seen her much. And yeah, this video that you brought up is a good point, but I just I don't know, maybe like I'm overthinking it, but I think it's like illogical that both girls would die. I don't know.
1: I don't know. We got a a, a male death with water rising, so we need to balance out the, the gender <laughs> no, deaths don't. here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's not
1: how it works. All right. Any final thoughts? Any final predictions before we enter the second half of Alice in Borderland? We uh, had
0: team up. Bit shit
2: out of my mouth the entire episode, so I don't have any more. Yeah. Final
3: parting shot would just be the blimps were disappointing. That's it. I won't explain it any further. The blimps were
1: disappointing okay we'll get that stick around folks if you want to hear kyle's explanation (laughs) on why the blimps were disappointing anyways that's going to do it for our podcast today for allison borderlands episodes three and four Currently, we are covering uh, a pitch town for Arcane, So go ahead and check that out. That's uh, one of the best animated shows of all time, in my opinion. So definitely listen to that. We have some Rooks and Vets uh, going for that one. We're also going to be covering Yellow Jackets coming in the new year. So be on the lookout for that. 2022 will be an immense year for television. 2023, brother. 2023. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh. in case, if this uh, the next Allison Borderland episode doesn't drop, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Happy holidays! Yes. Um, if you like what you heard today, please give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to us on Patreon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Once again, we are Binge Town TV, and thanks for listening.
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.